0: Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome back to the Snakes Cast. My name is Jonathan. Joining me this week is the wonderful Amanda McKnight.
1: Hello, Jonathan. Hello,
0: Amanda. So we're going to teach people how to teach games this week. Oh, I'm excited. How how long have you been doing the whole teaching games thing since before you worked at Snakes?
1: Um, I mean, I used to come into old Snakes and Loggers and teach people games as like a guest. And I also used to recommend games to people at Snakes and Lattes <laughs> before there were two locations.
0: I, d- I used to walk. do that at game stores too. It's like, you can't turn it off.
1: Yeah, no. Right? I mean, when you know things about games and there are people standing there being like,
0: what should we do? I don't know what
1: to do. It's like, well, you could do this. Or I really love this. Or like, what do you like?
0: You just, you want to help.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So um, it's it's only natural that both of us would have wound up doing the Game Guru thing. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, this week we're going to share some of what we've learned now, Teaching games is something that is... Obviously, a very complex and involved thing. You mm. and I have been doing it for ages, and mm. we're both still improving, still learning new tricks totally. and getting better. So we're going to share what, we, uh, what we've what we learned with you. It's also a thing that can be very intimidating for a lot of people, which is basically why you and I have job security. Yeah. Uh, so many <laughs> yeah. people are afraid to read rule books and teach games and stuff. Yeah. But uh, we're, we're going to give away a little bit of the game here. And uh, I'm going to start with some stuff that you need to do before you do your teach.
1: Yeah, very important.
0: So first thing... Pick the right game. This is super important. There are some games that are just not going to work for certain people. If you try to teach some huge, complex, European-style strategy game to your friends who've only ever played Monopoly and Clue and have had a few drinks and have had a long week at work and are really, really not in the mood for this thing, I don't care how good your teach is. It's not going to work. Yeah,
1: it's not going to work. Tell us some
0: things that... um, Hints as far as how do you know that this is you've picked the wrong game?
1: I mean, I feel like, you know, you've picked the wrong game when it's uh, one of those games that you bring to the table and then everybody's just staring at you and doesn't, you know, you start explaining it. People start looking at other things or trying to leave. That's usually a good indication that you may have picked the wrong game. I mean, things that you have to consider are who am I playing with? When are we playing? What is the main objective of why we're playing games? Like right, why right. do you, why do people want to play games?
0: That's that's maybe the first thing of all to do. It's like if you're having a game night at your apartment or wherever with your friends, mm-hmm. you know, consider what your what kind of experience you want your friends to have. Do you want something that's sort of quiet and thoughtful? Yeah. You know, do, you want, do you want something where you're all going to be yelling at each other? Do you
1: guys want to learn more about each other? Do yeah. you guys already know each other really well and you want to show that off? Mm-hmm. Do you guys want to show how strong of a group of friends you are? Do you want to work together? Do you want to work against each other? Want to because kick each you other's guys are, butts? Yeah. Like, what are you? What is the main objective? And it's it's interesting because I feel like that really comes a thing that we have garnished from working at mm-hmm. the uh, the cafe. Um, because it's one of those questions that inherently kind of comes up at the wall when you're when you're interacting with guests, where a lot of people don't really know why they are interested in a game. And it's exactly. just about finding out, like, what did you guys come out here to do tonight? Like, Do you guys, like, the obviously the underlying thing is you're probably playing games because you want to have fun.
0: Yes, everybody yes. wants a fun game.
1: Everybody wants to have fun. But uh, at the end of the day, what what is that for you, right? Mm-hmm. What is that for your group? And where are you playing? And how much time do you have? Mm-hmm. These are all questions that you need to answer first.
0: Exactly. And uh, and then that's all before you start teaching it. Yeah. Um, And another thing, too, is that once you've made your choice, once you've decided what you're going to put in front of your friends, uh, next thing you want to do is establish expectations. Yeah. Make sure they get a sense of, okay, this is what we're going for here. This is going to be something that's loud. Uh, This is going to be something that's quiet. This is going to be something that's thoughtful. This is going to be stabby. We're Um, playing
1: Twilight Imperium. We're going to be here for like three hours. It's going to be
0: epic. Yeah. It's going to be massive.
1: It's going to be a slow build and then we're all going to go insane like you know what I mean
0: sprawling massive epic space opera thing you know settle in you know get lots of snacks and stuff Uh, make sure people are in the proper mood for it you know put some science fiction soundtrack music on in the background
1: yeah I mean, uh, we played uh, Dead of Winter recently, my boyfriend Mm. and I, and um, another another snake, Amy. Um, And uh, we were playing, and we put on the Dead of Winter soundtrack that's on YouTube. There's a really good soundtrack if you like Dead of Winter on YouTube. And occasionally there are just like little like zombie sounds in the background, (laughs) and it's just a landscape of snow. We like dim the lights. We you know had some had some drinks, had some beer, and like sort of huddled over the coffee table. Like make it make it a night, make it atmospheric. That's I think very important as well.
0: When when you establish expectations like that, you're going to have people's attention.
1: You're going to have a great time as well.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm. And uh, when people are enjoying themselves and when they're focused on what's going on, they're going to be able to retain information better and even a not very good teach will still work pretty well.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: That's the first thing. Second thing, make sure you know your material. Yes. Uh, If you're going to teach a game, you better read that rule book and you better know it forwards and backwards.
1: Yeah, there's nothing worse, I think, that when you're teaching that game at a table. And, I mean, this happened to me the other day. I was teaching Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Costa Rica is a game I haven't played since last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, people were like, do you know Costa Rica? And no one knows this game right now. And I was like, uh, yeah, I do, but also <laughs> haven't played it in a year. So I went over to the table and... To manage their expectations, like, just so you know, I haven't played this in a year, so uh, I'm going to peek at this rule book for a minute and then I'm going to teach it to you. But there's nothing worse than when I'm trying to explain it from here and then also remembering things as I'm teaching it. Me like, yeah, so you do this. Wait, no, you don't. That's <laughs> no one likes that.
0: Fair enough, but again, you've sort of established that expectation in that case in the first place. Yes. Um, my yes. guess is that that table of guests were probably fairly forgiving.
1: Oh, of course, yes. They, no, they, 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 had they, a great they would time. have been cool about it. They enjoyed it. One of them had been to Costa Rica, so that's why they picked the title. Nice. And so they actually, I think, had a really fun time playing the game, hmm. um, and were mostly just chortling with me at my my like, <laughs> oh, I don't really know what I'm doing, but normally I do. Uh, but then there's this, also this idea, right, of if, you, if you're if you teaching something that's like Costa Rica, not as big of a deal if you don't know it. The other thing is, you know, knowing the title yourself, is it something that you can get away with not knowing one it's or two true. things? Costa Rica is a
0: pretty simple game. Twilight Imperium is not.
1: No, if you don't really know that game very well, you shouldn't try to teach that.
0: Yeah, you've uh, if, if you're going to be looking up rules every five minutes, then it's yeah. going to slow the experience down for everybody. That's
1: already going to happen anyways, just from you playing Twilight Imperium. Pretty
0: much, yeah. So... And um, something else worth mentioning, too, um, being game gurus at Snakes and Lattes, we kind of have to know a lot of games, yeah. and we have to be ready to sort of bring them out at a moment's notice. You, as a host of a game night at your place, have the luxury of preparing ahead of time and yeah. making sure that you know the particular stuff that you're going to be doing. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness, how nice would it be if we could prep ahead of time Oh my goodness. so every night we go into work, we knew exactly which games we are going to have to teach. That's
1: why our games nights are always so good, because we already know it, and then we come to it with like, uh, okay, now is my epic moment to actually teach this to people that I know that are going to sit in my living room and play it with me. So yes, you have so much time and and you should really make sure that you're reading that rule book, watching any videos that you need to help you do whatever you can.
0: YouTube is your friend.
1: Oh, of course. There's a lot of
0: really good resources out there. Um, If if text is something that you have difficulty grasping and you would not be a rare case Mm because text is a pretty bad way to convey how to play a game. Rule books aren't always badly written. But even when they're well-written, text can be a really, really difficult way to get this. So yeah, yeah those, those resources are right out there. Definitely use them.
1: Ghost play through. That's always my one of my favorite ways to do it. Set up I, the game and play it against
0: right, myself right. and two yourself. others of me. Yeah. Um, my favorite YouTube channel for this is called Watch It Played. Uh, Rodney Smith has a really great show. He's, mm-hmm. Imagine the world's most patient dad uh, explaining a game to a really smart and uh, invested 10-year-old. Yeah. And that's basically Rodney Smith. He's great. Yeah. Um, there's, there's another luxury, too, that you have that we don't have. And that is that you're going to be sitting at the table with your friends through the entire game. Mm -hmm. We have to be able to do our teach and then get up and move to the next table to do another teach. You don't. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to be sitting and playing together with your friends, which means you don't have to actually explain the whole thing.
1: Yeah, you can explain part of it and... Watch, watch how it unfolds, and help people as you go. You know, yes, I always say enough when, to get
0: started, right? Yeah,
1: I always say it's. I think it's very different when you're teaching a game and teaching a game to people, and you're leaving. So, like, if you're the type of person that is trying to more get into this this field and this idea of like how am I, how do I become a good teacher of games or just a teacher in general, mm. that's more about making sure that when you are done talking, all of the information you need to give to people is pretty much there. Right. Whereas when you're teaching with friends and you're having an adventure together, you can kind of be like, these are the things we mostly need to know. Now let's just play and find all the other things and I will explain them as we go.
0: Nice. Yeah. Not every game has that luxury. There are some games where you kind of have to to know know what you're doing to start with, but a lot of them like most of them, I'd say, are Mm -hmm. games where you can kind of jump in after a fairly basic overview.
1: Yeah, of course. I would say even, I mean, even games that are more intense, where you still have to know a lot of stuff, like even something like, so I, I played Twilight Imperium for the first time, em- embarrassingly, for the first time a few weeks ago. And um, Randy taught it to me, who is also a Snakes and Lattes' employee, who's awesome and was very patient with all of us that were, I think most of us were doing our first time. Mm. Um, so anyways, he walked us through everything, but also just said, so that's mostly it, but also there's going to be a bunch of stuff that will come up because every game is also a little bit different based on the characters you're playing with. So that's one of those things as well where you can kind to figure out like what are the things they need to know what are the things they don't really need to know to play
0: right yeah so that'll be our introduction to how to teach games and we haven't actually started teaching you how to teach games yet yes. uh okay we'll see you on wednesday promise we're actually going to start teaching how to teach games then <laughs> see great. you later